Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this new edition of Mind Podcast. This is Adit Kapadia and together with me, Sunanda Vashisht. Hello, Sunanda. Hi, Adit. How are you? Good, good. How's it going? Uh, it's going well, but I have, I'm emotionally drained this week. Completely drained. I, I think I've slept um, a total of five hours this week or maybe six hours this week. I have just been reading... Every little account, I believe that's what you're going to talk about the podcast today about Me Too because it's been everywhere. But I've been reading every single account. I've been reading every single story. I've been reading every single saga because I feel feel as a woman, that's the least I can do. Yeah. Read and sort of, you know, um, in that way, uh, support, give my support. There's a lot more that we can do, uh, but so that is the latest. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And we're going to go after that. But before that, I wanted to introduce uh, you, you all to our guest this week. Today, we are joined by author, columnist, um, and uh, public intellectual, Shubrasta, uh, who writes, talks about a variety of issues from politics, uh, history, culture, and other things. You must have seen her um, on TV in news debates and something. But let me tell you, uh, don't, don't, don't let that define you as her perception. Please read The Last Battle of Sarah. I got uh, a fantastic book that she's authored by Rajat Sethi with Rajat Sethi. So welcome to Mind Podcast, Shubhrasta. Thank you, Aditji. But I'm just intrigued. Uh, do I come across as that bad on television? No, <laughs> 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 Baba. Okay, let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. I'm just saying no one should, no one ever, no one, no one ever should be defined by what they say on Indian television. <laughs> Yeah, the minute I said it, I was like, yeah, though, you and Sunanda will jump on me. So I was like, <laughs> but this is good. This is good. Um, uh, and Shubhrasta has been on Mind Podcast before. And I remember after the podcast, um, she and I um, had a brief exchange and she, she said she loved talking here because no one was talking over her huh. and she did not have to wait for space. That's exactly how this is going to no, be. But, but honestly speaking, because in a 30 minute program, you probably get in five or 10 panelists, you get like three or four minutes to speak. Yeah. And it is so issue specific that they're like, Are, but I'm like, my God, we have about 50 other issues to talk about so don't just yeah. reduce it to that's this that's why issue. mind podcast exists absolutely yes i i think Adhiji, let let me really not get started on how it spans out because the last television show i did with zaka jacob has much to, to be left unsaid um, <laughs> because i mean we all know the drama that yeah and i never ever like leaving a panel discussion or any uh, you know play any any space wherever i agree to go yeah. because it's a disrespect to the whole idea of really? debate and prima facie it's it's a it's disrespecting your own sense of uh, uh, you know minusculity in the whole larger space of things but absolutely. sometimes you have to call a spade a spade no absolutely <laughs> uh, absolutely and, and i mean it's a it's a testament that you yourself have said that you've reduced tv appearance then then what probably they were six months ago or a year ago so that yes, just yeah yes, i have hmm, absolutely so um, going you know straight into the debate i think um uh, uh, and i were we, we were talking uh, about the podcast about like four or five days ago and it's almost i mean crazy to think i thought that time the me too movement had the way it had exploded some of the cases i mean they were so tragic and so i never thought it would go to this level just in four days and i'm glad honestly that the um uh, uh, people are coming out with their stories and stuff and it's so hard you know for them <coughs> to even relay those so um 
Surinda, and before I come to uh, Shrasta for her first thoughts, I wanted to touch you. How how have these stories affected you? You started by saying it, and honestly, what do you think is the logical conclusion now? Uh, <clears throat> let me begin by saying that I'm not surprised. Yeah. At all. and any woman you talk to they will tell you the same that they are not surprised we have always known that this has happened and in little solitary way there have been women who have outed these men and because it has not been a movement and not a whole lot of women have done it together like it's happening in this me too movement so those voices have been subdued hmm. so there is nothing none of i can tell you with assurance other than one or two people and i don't mind naming them later in the podcast those one or two people that i've been shocked about but other than that 99% of people we have known women in the industry have known all of us have known that here these are predators and this is how they have gone by before this the only way to deal with it was that we would somehow um, you know find a way to hide ourselves we would somehow find a way to skirt around it or one or two brave women amongst us would uh, speak up and then they would be shut up immediately and um, not many women supported that either so that is why this is very very um, you know uh, i i think it's a uh, excellent thing that's happening right now because of social media because there is everyone has their own agency and and, and let's let's uh, let's put it in and i'm going to get shubhras to in uh, let's i mean let's talk about this without the mainstream media did not pick it up till social media it exploded on social no the, media. this needed social media this it needed could so- not have happened without social exactly, media exactly exactly and that is the power of twitter as you yeah. saw ki this or facebook or anything uh-huh. what yeah. uh-huh. whatever so um you know the reason why i use the term logical conclusion is because some of the cases that we've read i mean they were rapes yeah right so i mean is there a potential possibility for the person to do legal action how late it has been and stuff like that with the statute of limitation it is it is scary right yeah. so that is why i use the term logical conclusion is in the legal framework can anything be done but i think we'll take that later um let me get to the first thoughts of shibrastha so what do you think your first th- uh, about this what has come out and what are your initial thoughts on this so um aditri i don't think any woman in india is not a survivor of some form of molestation or abuse absolutely um i think i would just go on to give this blanket statement without even doing a fact check because we all know in our own uh, intimate spaces with women and beyond that this has been a reality of the indian situation um this movement as uh, uh, as sunanda ji rightly pointed out has was much needed this catharsis was much needed i called it the dance of the chandi during the navratra because the scene exploded around that time i think this was there was a time when one should not have even come in while the women were you know voicing their concerns opinions their experiences and the incidents that they've had to face in the past because it had nothing to do with legality there were two diamond now today in retrospect that the move i mean the movement is still on but it's not as intense as it was say 3 days ago um one can actually say that today we have the benefit of hindsight and everybody the temperatures have cooled down and we can think logically but at that time i think women across the spectrum 
men also for that matter across the spectrum came together to show solidarity with the survivors because it was a reality mm. and there are two dimensions to this issue one is the legal dimension and the other is the moral philosophical dimension of it now this whole question of closure and logical conclusion as you call as you call it adhiji is a is a second stage of yeah. uh, of the movement mm. i don't think when women were voicing out their you know pent up emotions about incidents that have ha- that happened in the past mm. they were actually looking at any legal recourse right. they were calling out men they were mm. saying that these are the men who are propped up as you know virtuous figures all across and this is what this person did it was merely pointing fingers at men to say that this is your true face mm. that was what i think that, that those are my thoughts on the whole movement in fact when i um, yesterday i think i was watching this uh, video where uh, an erstwhile actress was um, talking about how uh, uh, alok nath uh, had uh, actually um, you, himself him, so, on ha, sorry to uh, just pause you for a second but are you talking about the himani shivpuri interview yes i'm oh. talking about that interview okay. where uh, himani shivpuri goes on to say that things had buried you know in her memory and she couldn't even recollect that anything of that sort had happened until this movement really exploded and she heard mm. accounts of a few victims in fact i was transported to my own past where i didn't even remember adit ji mm. i remember two two instances of abuse very very distinctly one was when somebody very close in my family almost my grandfather's age tried to you know put his hands inside my knickers and i wrote about it oh when uh, the whole nirbhaya incident had happened that kept happening i was a child i didn't understand what was going on it was only in my teens that i opened up to my mother and then my mother and father ensured that that guy never you know uh, uh, trespasses हमारे घर की दहली जिसको कहते हैं बट एंड अपार्ट फ्रॉम दैट दर वॉज दिस वन अनादर इंसिडेंट विच इज सॉर्ट ऑफ पिंड इन माई मेमरी लाइक इट वॉज एज इफ इट हैपन ये वेन आई वॉज ट्रेवलिंग इन अ बस एंड समबडी फेल्ट फेल्ट माई ड्रेस आई वॉज अ वेरी स्मॉल आई मीन आई वॉज जस्ट ग्रोइंग अप perhaps 12 or 13 एंड वॉज अ हॉरेबल एक्सपीरियंस दैट वॉज द फर्स्ट टाइम आई एक्सपीरियंस अब्यूज बट i had completely forgotten that much before all of this happened there was a senior in my school who um who asked me to discuss some uh, who asked me to you know sort of recite tables or something and called me after the school had ended and i was waiting for my dad to come and fetch me mm-hmm. and he felt me up uh, um, he basically stripped me and felt me up and asked me to go i did not remember this until i saw the the himani uh, shivpure interview and it made me immediately connect with what she was she must have gone through mm. so things have be, had be, have in fact become so normalized abuse yeah. has become such a normalized uh, phenomena that most of the time it didn't even register that you know something like this had happened and it was abuse mm. first of all shibrasta i am i'm so i'm sorry i mean um, yeah. as as another woman i mean I completely understand what you must have gone through. A lot of us, as I said, I mean, there are no survivors, honestly. And I mean, there are uh, there is no one who is left untouched. Uh, especially, I was telling somebody the other day. I said, women like uh, you and me, who've been born and raised in India, we inst. 
instinctively can see a pervert now because we have seen them around us yes um instinctively wo, uh, you know uh, there is no way for me to translate it in english but okay then nazar se pehchante hain so women like you and me can pehchano with nazar because that is we were raised like that we had to be um, you know always be on guard so um yeah. the incidents that you related right now i mean i, I have goosebumps because uh, those incidents have but, happened with all of us um before, nothing groping yes. groping in public transportation is so normal i mean it has been normalized to the extent that people don't even talk about it um or uh, something feeling up or something has again been normalized people don't think in fact till nirbhaya or the hammer people did not even think that this was molestation or this was sexual assault remember there was a word called eve teasing that horrible e- word called eve teasing which has finally yes, been yes. banished now but when mm. we were growing shubhrasta and i and all this there was a word called eve teasing that was being I used people used to call it eve teasing can you yeah. believe it I mean, it it just makes me. We could not even get the correct nomenclature for the longest time. Forget about addressing right. the issue. It's mm. only now right. that we are calling it sexual not assault. That, not just that, Sunanda. There was not just nomenclature, right? There was a uh, in the mass media, in movies and stuff. It was not <laughs> glorified. Glorified. Not, not normalized. It was glorified. glorified. <laughs> Where, usme kya hai? You know, manao and stuff like that. Yeah. But some of the things were problematic. And you know, I mean, before we go ahead, more power to you, Shubham. rasta for telling these stories i can't imagine how tough it was for you yeah. to even you know uh, not just to speak up but to go back and relive those memories only because only then can you no you but aditi let me sorry i'm 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 uh, cutting you short no no go I, ahead, please i really don't i really don't think this is just me speaking yeah, yeah. there are, i mean all of us as sunanda ji rightly said it's it we are not we don't want to be you know propped up as these powerful women no, who are no, speaking no, no, out no, no. no it it's just that it happened and we are able to Say it with so much ease because that it actually is the case. We have normalized it so much; yeah. it yeah. doesn't matter to us anymore. So it's only now you that know, we are I mean, questioning imagine, it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We're questioning it. Yeah. This We're not. Which happened yeah. to me when I was perhaps in standard second or third, mm. a co- school senior. It did not occur to me till I reached thirty years of, you know, age. Yeah. It was buried so deep. Yeah. It, it was not like it. Maybe, maybe it didn't hamper me in the ways that I can see that my, uh, you know, that uh, old man's incident that I recounted, mm-hmm. or or the incident which I recounted in a public bus. Mm. These incidents scarred me, but this incident didn't scar me. Because, uh, maybe time, it did. Maybe it did, Shubhrasta. We don't know. You know, these things have. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe it did. did. We yeah. don't. We don't know. Yeah. And, and it's yeah. also very important true, that you true. could you could come and tell your parents to you know what happened a few years ago to you, and your parents also you know made sure that that person never even comes close to. You. In a lot of cases, the family support system is also not there. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, Because my grandparents had a very weird response to it. Yeah. They said no. This it is nothing. This is domestic politics. Just because you guys don't like each other, I mean the the family, the the person, the grand, the old person it concerned, and us. You guys are. She is cooking up a story. You guys cooked up a story, and she is narrating it. So within the own household, there was this whole thing of whether she's right or she's <laughs> she's yeah. wrong. But uh, yeah, thanks to my parents, and yeah, much and more power to parents yeah. like uh, parents like mine who actually Absolutely. stand with the child's version. 
absolutely more no. power to them yeah. so but you know let's let's talk about uh, so there have been a lot of big names that have been named and, and the reason i said big names have been named because you have seen some casualties sort of like uh, rithik roshan said that he would not uh, um, work with um, work with, with them vikas behel vikas behel and then you had of course sajid khan uh, and now rana patekar is out of this so that is bollywood in media we have seen big names prashant jha of course has stepped down without yeah. apologizing or without i haven't read any statement by him if you have please um, let me know he hasn't <laughs> and uh, that was a big name um, and of course mj akbar right now and uh, mj akbar again is not uh, somebody that but i have not know. you know you know that's the thing like uh, people when people say that oh mj akbar is delhi's best best kept secret and stuff like that i'm like it's kind of shocking that it took so long for these stories to come out there were whispers there yeah. were i'll tell you that there were there were open whispers women would tell each other there were these support groups women would tell each other not to um sort of venture anywhere alone or do it there were there were, there were whispers and everyone knew about it but yes no one thought i don't think women women themselves realized that sexual assault is this is a sexual assault a and men can pay for it and they should pay for it this, okay That's this a, is not something that even we had realized it had come that is why this movement so, is so and, and also i think what happened and uh, shubhrasta can jump in after this i think what had happened also sunanda you thought that if uh, i mean there was a common thought not you i mean mm. there was a common thought that if women report this behavior or something they would have to pay for it with their jobs yes and that oh she's a troublemaker that is essentially what me too movement is sexual assault in families and everything is something that can be discussed and has been discussed for a long time but me too essentially is about sexual harassment at workplace hmm. where women have not spoken out because they have wor- they have been worried that their careers will be hampered and their jobs and, will and, go and not just that it's also about how an ecosystem has failed, failed them because be look in the in the case of this aib right yeah. she went and told one of the co-founders and instead of constitute going it to a committee he told the guy himself ki aisa complaint this has hai. always happened there have always been women enablers there in uh, tarun Ta- tejpal's case the lady had actually gone and written that it's on um, uh, you know record yeah, she yeah. had written to shoma anand yeah. and shoma anand choudhury shoma uh, choudhury shoma choudhury the great feminist of our times uh-huh. did not who, who by the has successfully moved on to algebra and, and can does, talk about yeah, yeah, feminist has, issues but can will not talk about she successfully recreated her career um so she hasn't um, so she didn't do anything in mj akbar's case seema mustafa gave an absolutely i mean disgusting uh, ah, and in vikramadit uh, sorry in uh, this vikas behels case anurag kashyap didn't do anything uh, and and in suhail seth's case tablin singh has been giving some weird kind of apologies and i don't understand what that, those are so there have been people who are enabling them so but it's it's something that we need to huh. fight to so what are your thoughts about all this shubhrasta um i think it's very uh, uh, i didn't think about it that way sunanda ji that me too movement was actually about uh, you know women voicing out their concerns at workplace and i think you're spot on there because um but you know one thing uh, adit ji where i perhaps disagree or i disagree with both of you is that i don't think when the me too movement really uh, uh, stand out it was about addressing something like sexual abuse and uh, sexual molestation it was i don't think women were really interested in any of these jargons to limit their stories mm. they were out on rampage they mm. were out there to uh, recount every little or big incident that had happened in their lives and they were mm. out there to to 
you know cast aspersions on people and say that this is what what you did to me 10 years ago or one week ago and i'm not going to take any more uh, any, any more of this mm. i think the nomenclature of abuse molestation legal recourse it's 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 now that we are addressing it uh, the way it perhaps uh, should be addressed for logical conclusion as you call it uh, mm. adanji mm. so uh, maybe sunanda ji correct me if i'm wrong but my initial thought and i hold my initial thought um that it was not a movement which began with the whole hope of redressal this was a movement which began as just a cathartic moment i agree so that, agree. that so i agree it did yes it did begin as a cathartic moment uh, but at the same time it did venture into this hope that at some point work places will be made safe for women because yes. after all yes. this is 50% of the population and, 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 and there, there is absolutely and, and there is one thing when with the sentencing of bill cosby in the west and with what's happening with harvey weinstein there was a hope sort of given to a lot of the survivors that no irrespective of what they did when they did they will be made to pay for it. yeah bill cosby was made after pay so long right. yeah and so that is that is the whole b- b- logical conclusion bit that i was saying but i agree with you on that it was just pent up emotions in you know sort of a pressure cooker where okay yeah hua hi nahi hua hi nahi and it all exploded also now we had the benefit of social media every person can have a twitter account or a facebook account and narrate their story hmm. we don't have to go through somebody in um, yeah. mainstream media to sort of tell yeah. our story we and, can tell our story and ourselves I, i also and want to say and i also want to say that i think there have been counter defamation cases also been aloknath filed a defamation case against vintananda and there have been other people who have been taking legal recourse i i mean i haven't been able to keep up with all that has yeah. been going on um there are uh, twitter timelines of uh, people who are keeping up so i would suggest you to look there in detail but i mean i think eventually in 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 clo- in closing i think i have a question for shubrasta do because that is something that i yes, am uh, grappling with myself so let's take up that in part 2 when we talk about uh, news of the okay. week we'll take a 5 second break here and then we'll take that up okay. in part 2 so what i was saying um uh, before the break uh, was that shubhrasa you you will agree with me when i say this we have also worked with some wonderful men in our lives you talked about your parents yes. so obviously your father um uh, you know um helped you out at that time i was raised by the biggest feminist i know who's my father and i have been raised by, i've been uh, I, i work around with wonderful men and uh, they've all been a great support system people who understand consent people who are very very respectful towards you so i do want to give out a shout out to them and say that you know this is not every single man out there but there are there is a huge section out there that we need to um, sort of talk about so this is one another thing i wanted to ask you because this is what i am grappling with is what there are some cases where it is um, you know uh these are not essentially stories of sexual assault but it is also women on a rebound and trying to get back you know at men um so these are cases of vindictiveness or these are cases where you know there was mutual consent or there were consensual relationships and they went bad and now people are trying to get on to the me too bandwagon so there are very few very few but there are cases like that also so how do you think that will pan out and what is the best way to deal with these cases 
so um as i as one began sunanda ji um, i tried to make a distinction between the moral and philosophical question and the legal question i think anybody who has been called out uh, any man who has been called out under the me too uh, movement does not necessarily have to be a perpetrator for mm-hmm. sure i agree with you there okay but what happens with this person is something which has to be left to a public wisdom and definitely to legal recourse hmm. so for example if aloknath has filed these defamation suits against the women who have uh, called him out and if he goes on to win those defamation suits he will walk out as an innocent man hmm. but people who have read those horrific accounts will be people who who will definitely take sides based on their own um, understanding of situations and their own wisdom mm-hmm. right so there have been many cases um, as somebody called out on twitter and said that i think it was nidhi rajdan who said that do not confuse this yeah. with a date gone bad yeah. and uh, i immediately pounced on to say that you shall shall never have the right to decide what is a date gone bad yeah. or molestation yeah. because as a woman in power you should not be you know putting up these uh, to do's and uh, not to do's to yeah. do's and uh, you know not to do's mm. um but the point is that people are uh, wise enough to see through there okay. are so many cases for for instance there was this recent case of of a woman saying that you know salman khan's brother had raped her and mm. all that and that ridiculous video one can see through the phoniness of that video mm. and i one doesn't have to go into detail to say why yeah um so i think mm, much is also to be left to public wisdom okay. because all the cases of me too are not it's as we agreed upon that it's not about seeking uh, justice mm. it was essentially about calling men out. out so when you do that there's always a case there there, there will always be those gray areas and mm. one has to address those so you think also, that in overall sorry, sense of this movement it's such a powerful movement so even if 10 or 15 cases that are not necessarily genuine cases come it is not going to hamper the movement those cases will automatically fall aside because they will not stand the test of time or they will not stand the test of public wisdom is that what you're saying because the, uh, i yes i'm i'm saying that and i'm also uh, i would borrow from one of my friends with whom i was having a conversation anuradha saroj she is an author she has written a brilliant book in hindi and uh, she is a solo traveler she travels all over europe is settled in london plays uh, uh, teaches chess and has been an international chess player at one point in time she said it very beautifully and i do not necessarily agree with her but um, she said that it there might be i mean there might be some innocent men being implicated too but that would i would call it collateral damage, damage. we have had whenever these movements have happened in the past all these social movements uh, not every person uh, incarcerated for wrong has been wrong necessarily yeah. so one will have to take it with a pinch of salt and i and also also i don't says no sorry no no i say also Go i don't ahead. think we should live with too much guilt because for centuries women have lived under collective guilt of being a quote unquote um, uh, you know uh, not a good girl for you know various things if you do well in life you must have slept around yeah. or you must if you've mm. not done you know so all of us have lived under all of the uh, us have had those aspirations been cast on us too so it's okay let men mm. feel the heat mm. for a little bit um 
yes i mean one part of me as you said maybe because it's the social conditioning is so strong that you always want to be on the right yeah. that every voice you raise against wrong you want it to be as pious as your soul yeah. is but in reality it does not happen Happens. let's face it right. there will be collateral damage to the whole movement because you know sunanda ji i will not have the same intellectual or mental dna as as you have and vice versa and so it goes out for every mm-hmm. other woman out there voicing their uh, you know emotions concerns uh, incidents so i'm sure there would be some um, you know issues with the movement so as okay. to say but one will have to learn we'll to look deal up with to that yeah i think no absolutely 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 and i think what the the real the real challenge is not only going to be uh, making sure that the you know the the concerns that the stories talk about get addressed but also i think it's up to men because when you are when you are in uh, a certain environment and when you do see people talking about this posting about this it's up to you to stand up and say that what you're doing is wrong what you're saying is wrong and this should not happen yeah. and yes. trust me it is happening yeah you know we uh, <clears throat> the and the, I'll, i'll tell you sunanda and shurasa both of you that there are more of us out there then, thank you, you know, i know the, i have worked with yes. you for 5 years yeah. true, true there are there are a lot more of us we I, i i wouldn't even say we are the silent majority but we are far turning into a vocal majority now yes. and 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 trust me <clears throat> it's it's as much as like you know as much as you guys want so do we that these predators should be named shamed yeah. and you know should be shown the door if yes. they cannot if they cannot absolutely. behave like absolutely. they're supposed to absolutely so um with you know with that hopeful note we we and this part of the discussion Shubhrasa is of course staying on, and we're going to talk about uh, the. I mean, it almost seems like a banal thing to talk about local news and stuff like that, but that's that's what the podcast is about. So we also need to talk about that. So I, I so I wanted to, you know, because um, uh, uh, now I think we are getting slowly into uh, in Indian to election mode as the semi-final or five states go to polls. Um, I wanted to get uh, your first sense about that in. Uh, Shubhrasta. So, in 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 Rajasthan, Madhya Pradesh, your uh, especially Madhya Pradesh and Chhattisgarh, you have a BJP government which is incumbent BJP government which has been along for quite a time, quite a long of time. Yet in Madhya Pradesh, you do see Shivraj Singh Chauhan is sort of leading in the polls, but Rajasthan seems to be a quite an uphill battle. So, what is your sense? Have you you know what have you heard? And uh, also, I want to talk about Telangana and Mizoram. So, whatever, wherever you want to start. so um i think with respect to the madhya pradesh and chatisgarh polls i think the reason why bjp is ahead is divided house of congress still last elections also they couldn't put their house on order perhaps they will never be able to huh. because of the cult the congress culture which as rahul gandhi says doesn't ever want the rss kada culture to creep <laughs> acha one, one thing i have to pause you and tell you because this this is this is my my favorite <laughs> congress instance ever because like this is 2013 or something it was so bad that i forgot my own grammar and said favorite yeah, but anyways in 2013 ranjdeep surdev surjewala was on tv and they kept asking asking him who was who are your leaders in madhya pradesh and he would name eight leaders whenever he was asked like shri arjun singh son suresh pachauri jyotiraditya sindhya kamal i mean i was exhausted i'm like to bhai yahi repeat kara kar and that is the reason why congress loses in madhya pradesh so i mean i just had to say this out yeah, yeah. go ahead why, why just that even even in chatisgarh they have the same problem they, the the opposition to the bjp mm. has not been able to come up with that one name mm. so clearly i think and i think you know at in the long run when people go out to cast their vote they do look, look up to that one single 
line narrative what mm. is it with which you are going there mm. so i think on that count definitely uh, bjp has has an edge mm. with rajasthan i have just heard things and i think uh, for all the media management that the congress is doing bjp actually might have a slight edge uh, on ground because um, the because of the fact that um, um the the chief minister Vasindra. has a very uh, yeah yeah vasundra mm. rajji has a very strong uh, personality and she has been able to manage uh, mm. all that she could to ensure her victory mm. so i don't think these three states um will show up in much surprise for the bjp mizoram i definitely feel it will fall under the bjp's uh, kitty because of the simple fact that congress has done nothing there mm. seven states are already with the bjp the seven other northeastern states and the development there is for all to see uh, things are moving at an unbelievable pace mm. and it's not just to do with the state government it's also to do with the kind of focus that narendra modi is on to the east and uh, and uh, and when we were talking about pent up anger right um, yeah. shubhrasta will be able to certify this the northeastern people i mean have had this for so long yeah. against the indian state but has continually ignored their interests yeah and, and finally yes. we are getting mainstream so, yeah. we are finally getting mainstream and it's kind of shocking that it's a part of india and we are we are using the words mainstream for yeah, a I part know. of india i mean we actually i mean yes. i was actually going to tell someone um, they were writing a copy for us and i was actually telling them i said please don't use the word mainland and north you know she was talking about when uh. these people come to main indian mainland i said please don't write that <laughs> this is now now we need to get rid of these words i i take words and words of meanings and nomenclature is very important so i was like you know for example i am somebody in northeast what do you mean by saying that when i go to delhi i go to mainland no let's not do that those things because no, how is it mainland it's connected with land to india no but this is the way we've been <laughs> traditionally being, i know being treated northeast which has changed with bjp and much before actually bjp came into power i remember when uh, nirmala sitaraman used to go to manipur and all these places she used to tell us stories about um, absolutely how um, she was going integrating there so this is not something that has come after 2014 at all bjp has worked on it and rss has worked on it so um, uh, anyone who thinks that this is um, some miracle or a genie out of the lamp it isn't it is hard work that has shown after a long time so i agree with um, subhas on mizoram thing as well right yeah, very interesting so so um, that's that's the story mizoram telangana looks a little tough for bjp because trs is quite strong there but i think it might still go up to the main opposition party but there trs can be part of nda honey that is why no? yeah absolutely uh, no no that is that is a real possibility yeah. but you know today i saw congress went and met this uh, left wing poet or something gaddar or something his name is yeah. I, I, so i i don't know and i i, I know he's with uh, i know he was protesting against the arrest of varavara rao a few years ago the yeah. so i i don't know if congress believes that getting far left activists and stuff um, it's going to come to power in delhi but they are confused if they are wanting to go to far left ideology then stay there if you are going so they go from far left ideology and then they suddenly posters come up where um, uh, rahul gandhi and um, priyanka are, um, you know uh, ram and sita or for example i don't know what hmm. you know in uttar pradesh then they go somewhere else where he is janeu dhari 
you know they are so confused and they need to that is why congress at this congress is going through crisis and let me tell you and as all of us are um, commentators here and you know we don't belong to any party we i really feel bad for congress because so they we, are going through a major crisis let me tell you a manifestation a manifestation of that conclusion that happened in my home state this week mm. in gujarat where alpesh thakur the congress mla made some vicious speech uh, and we speech, covered it yeah. yeah we covered it and basically what happened was there was a, a tragic like a girl's 8 um, year old 8 year old rape, rape. and um, there were alpesh thakur uh, made some statements against migrant workers from up and bihar and then there was see now th- th- there is there are two versions of this tale that there was uh, this thing where, where there was that there was this exodus of people from bihar going to the state and then some people said that some people did leave but there were a lot of people going to bihar for their thing uh, for their festivals and stuff because this is a festive time of course but what this doesn't you know uh, go, i mean amidst all of this one thing is for sure that the language used by alpesh thakur and by some folks of his sena was very troubling and one thing that vijay rupani did was he they arrested like more than 300 people i think it was more than that about 400 people or so yeah, were arrested which was because nothing like that should ever happen yeah we are rupani, all indians here vijay rupani coming on its own also i was very happy to see him i i, I have been telling yeah. sunanda in the last 4 or 5 months vijay rupani has stepped up and mm-hmm. he has come out of the shadow and then he's is you know putting his foot down and i'm glad he is so shubhrasta your thoughts on this gujarat exodus thing that debate that happened so i come from bihar and uh, alpesh thakur has been sent as an in charge uh, to bihar interestingly mm-hmm. so i really don't understand again the uh, the confused state of congress on the one hand it wants alpesh thakur to take the mantle of bihar and instigate you know sort of encourage the leadership and the whatever non existent cadre they have in mm-hmm. bihar five people uh, they but, have but um, <laughs> whoever and and um, and and, uh, and on the other hand you have alpesh thakur making those vicious remarks that all of us were witness to yeah. in fact i have shared pan- shared a panel with alpesh thakur i have known alpesh thakur prior to his joining the congress mm. he is not a person that he is he is making himself out to be is my, my reading of him Congress uh, does that to people. The kind of vicious language Congress does that to people absolutely. Mm. The kind of language that he spoke, the way in which he has been um, you know sort of sugar coating his entire conversation and the media letting him get away with all that yeah. is shocking. Is absolutely shocking. Yeah. So here you have it uh, both a Gujarati and a Bihari tell yeah, condemning Alpesh Thakur. Yeah. <laughs> one more, one That's more addition. <laughs> one more addition Adit ji. Uh. Look what happened in uh, Gujarat with respect to that 8 year old girl it was we all know that it's it's abominable it should never happen right. but one thing which i also very strongly feel as a bihari is that as a society ourselves bihar and up we have not been a very gender sensitive society mm-hmm. if we compare ourselves with gujarat for instance mm-hmm. and most of us left bihar uh, during lalu yadav's uh, time i for sure did mm-hmm. because of the uh, because of rampant rapes and because of rampant molestation which have used to happen day in and day out uh, as a culture we imbibed lot of those tendencies and mainstreamed it in very very uh, insidious ways now to think that as a migrant or non migrant to you know go to another state with a with a culture which is far more uh, gender sensitive than ours and you and if you would want to put up those stunts and want to get away with it it's not happening so i would 
this is apart from politics this is a much more uh, mm. deeper sociological issue that we need to solve if you if one were to uh, do all the dirty antics and the dirty tricks and better stay in your home and you know sort yourself out mm. you can't go out uh, to a different state or a different culture mm. and uh, do this to people That's, absolutely those are those are very powerful words brasta and mm. you know for, and thank you for saying that but i mean regardless i think the specifics of the case notwithstanding i find it also very troubling that um, uh, alpesh thakur and his band of goons are piling rage on migrant workers from bihar who are just there to make a hardly and i mean they are yeah, indians man yeah. i mean what are we talking and about this gujarati bihari nonsense the freedom of movement i mean who is alpesh thakur or congress to put a stop there that's rubbish yeah, it's really rubbish the constitution it's my fundamental right they but but, but can't okay. you know but i also yeah. want to talk about shwetang speech shwetang gushan wrote a fantastic piece where he actually talked to some very um, uh, important people in you know where he they talked that this, this was a deliberate conspiracy hatched yes he alleged that there there have been cases i think an ajay alok even said it on tv that lalu and anpesh thakur are in on this or something like that yeah. so i would read uh, please read shwetang's piece on this and it's very troubling mm-hmm. what's happening but i think what we can safely conclude was we condemn i mean anpesh's statements as much as we do the violence um, uh, against the migrants and also what happened to the atl yeah. it's just it's just sad all around but um, but i you know i think this is the second second time that vijay rupani has come on his own and arrested all these people you know can you do you remember hardik patel do do saal pehle the nonsense he did and then he went on a fast again and yeah. it sank without a trace it was because the gujarat government are hardik patel was supposed to be a contender to narendra modi So, <laughs> what so, are you talking about? Okay. I don't understand. You know, I'm going to he sound was, like a complete narcissist. I have two years before a piece written that every six months the contender for Narendra Modi, Modi changes. changes. No, no, it was not just Hardik Patel and Kanaiya. They were the new hope. Shubhrasta ji's friend. No, we will say. So Kanaiya is Shubhrasta's friend. So we're not going to say anything. Shubhrasta, we're not going to say anything about you. So I feel about Hardik Patel like you feel about Kanaiya Kumar. <laughs> Actually, so, don't feel anything about Kanaiya Kumar. You know these. I am really. I get really worked up, Sunanda Ji, when these people uh, they try to romanticize everything about poverty, yeah. everything yes. about struggle, and right. you know, uh, and upbringing with uh, very meager means, and uh, go out and pin themselves up as poster boys of what the left should never be in this country. I know. And uh, people not just give them all the footage. I have a I have a sure. friend who says who works with me in the newsroom, and she has a very nice you know. Every time she says that these people are from poverty means, and she's like, "Yar, hume koi dekho, hum kaun se saare Tata Birla hain? We are also from limited <laughs> means. <laughs> what is this?" <laughs> But um, uh, Indira Jai Singh actually. I, I, um, on record she has said that come hardik patel and um, kanhaiya are new breath of fresh air and they are contenders to narendra so modi as like please please live in your delusion all these people maybe she met arun shauri start contending to <laughs> no no if all these people start becoming competitors to narendra modi oh. then where does rahul gandhi go into this entire <laughs> Hmm. Ah, Rahul Gandhi. Rah- Rah- Rahul Gandhi. Rahul Gandhi is preparing to be the uh, the chairman of a non-existent UPA. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
similarly i feel strongly about what hardik patel wants to do to gujarat because this the issue that he's picking up is there are only a few people who have sympathy to it the reason why we used propped up was the congress had outsourced all its politics in gujarat to activists i mean Absolutely. let me let me ask you both this thing and we'll go into the recommendations in the end now we're wrapping up after this for after 2007 or something like that or during that elections in 2012 Didn't you hear more about Tista Setalwad and Mukul Sinha than you ever heard about the leader of opposition of Congress in Gujarat? Yeah, Did you even know who the leader of opposition I, I, was? I was just going to tell you, no one knew who leader of opposition was in um, Gujarat because they had, as you rightly said, they had completely outsourced it to Tista Setalwads of the world. Exactly. That's what they had done. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and the irony amongst all, uh, with all the Congress has to say about the RSS in 2012, the leader of opposition, leader of the uh, uh, party. And the leader of the second, third largest party were all RSS firm sevaks in Gujarat. In Gujarat, Keshubai <laughs> Patel, Shankar Singh, Agil, and Narendra Modi. True, true. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to come into the recommendations in the last part. So, in conclusion, I guess I want to go to, uh, first to Shubhrastha for our recommendation this week. Of course, our favorite part, the recommendations. We can't let her go without that. So, Shubhrastha, your recommendation this week. So, I am. almost done with uh, democracy and dissenters by ramchandra guha mm. it might seem like an odd recommendation mm. but uh, i love to read uh, uh, you know intellectuals who are writing on the other side of the ideological political Absolutely. spectrum mm. and uh, the kind of um, research that ramchandra guha has done to get this not just this book but any other book that he has written is marvelous and we should really learn that to maintain that intellectual rigor without being in a 9 to 5 job it's absolutely brilliant how he does that mm. and um, yeah i think the chapter on why the conservatives in india do not have um, an intellectual uh, ecosystem is also something which is worth pondering and worth uh, looking out for mm. so yeah my recommendation definitely is this book mm. um, and yeah if i uh, Uh, yeah and i'm also reading uh, uh, going revisiting uh, tulsidas's ramcharitmanas mm. so because it's navratra for sure and unfortunately in my family i can't do a lot of uh, ma- matri puja my uh, in-law side of the family mm. so some family history and family issues so mm. i'm i'm going back to ramcharitmanas Oh, very very interesting so um, and i mean what you said about ram guha you can disagree with it 10000 times but read the book so you know what you're disagreeing with exactly <laughs> I mean, yes as simple as that True. right so uh, i i that, that is how intellectual movements are created I, i always maintain for india after gandhi i disagree with on, uh, him on a lot of chapters but i cannot i cannot i mean you know um, uh, uh, ignore the research he's done just to take out the speeches from the constituent assembly yeah and that was just fascinating because you know i'll tell you something sonanda wo maine constituent assembly ke like i didn't know who mahavir tyagi was and then you know as a name maine liye and then i searched for what they did and i mean things like that i'm just giving an example yeah. so yeah Ad- adit ji i mean i'll totally credit him for you very right you know the kind of research he did with respect to the constituent assembly debates it introduced me to the, the uh, dakshini velayudhan who has sort of become this really 
interesting figure for me first dalit woman in the constituent assembly who had the gall to challenge somebody like vr ambedkar mm. stand up against the whole reservation question mm. stand up against the women reservation bill imagine that only woman leader dalit leader mm. and standing up to ambedkar it was no mean feat so yeah thanks to ram goa for actually showing us the way to more research <laughs> very interesting so astunanda uh, uh i have a very different recommendation different from everything that we have been talking about this morning i woke up to a very sad news uh, anupurna devi pandit ravi shankar's first wife a very accomplished surbahar player in her own right passed away she was 91 she has a very very tragic story i mean uh, the film abhiman is based on their story but um, oh, wow. everyone knew that she was a far 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 accomplished musician than pandit ravi shankar himself was oh. and uh, there's a profile of her she completely she um, you know when they used to play together and there are people who are alive who have said that you know um, everyone will go and praise um, anupurna devi and that would just completely enrage pandit ji and at that point um, it was uh, you know her marriage was on rocks and that's when she made a pledge to herself that she will never ever play in public and she kept that pledge even after the marriage broke but she is a talent that india has never heard we have no recordings of her 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 students uh, her um, shishas range from um, Uh, you know hari prasad chaurasia to all these people who have been brilliant musicians in their own right but no one has ever heard her there are no recordings and because she refuses to she had become a complete um, uh, you know loner but there is a profile that was done on her in year 2000 and that's an absolutely brilliant profile i linked that on my tweet uh, this morning on my twitter account it was done by um, a magazine called man's world and it's a beautifully written profile of anupurna devi i would recommend all of you to read her uh, read that profile you know in life guys there are not always villains and heroes there are gray areas and as someone who is interested in life and not per se um, heroes and villains i explore those gray areas in life so uh, story of anpurna devi is a history in gray areas i would recommend you to read that profile that i have linked this morning i have given a link this morning for and i can do it again after the podcast fascinating thank you sunanda my so my recommend i have two recommendations one is a film that i watched last week um it's written by i think one of the finest uh, uh, directors in indian cinema when it comes to thrillers right now the true inheritor of vijay anand's mantle is sriram raghavan he made this film called andhadhun with uh, aishman khurana and tabu and others and it's a wickedly brilliant film i mean it, it's it's almost like black humor the tone is almost like dark humor sort but the characters are so amazing and each character serves a purpose right and it all ends up in the end with a with an ending where you have to think about like three possibilities and stuff like that it's it's a very good film sadly such intelligent thrillers get made um, so more power to them and the second recommendation and this is what I, what i want to end the podcast with is this is navratri um as uh, as a gujarati we love doing garba during navratri um it's the nine days of mata's you know uh, aarti bhakti that everyone uh, does so spend a few minutes of a day listen to a bhajan or a garba or a folk song or something that talks about it dance a little bit go to go to a garba and just just 
enjoy the spirit of navratri yeah uh, and you know i as an am person and from ahmedabad i say nothing beats samdavat during navratri uh, i can ponder on ponder and ponder on, on. Shakti. so shakti exactly that's what i wanted to end it ponder on shakti we we started the podcast with stories about shakti women who have decided to take the mantle mm. in their own hands we end the podcast with a mention of shakti absolutely so thank you so much for joining us shubhrasta this week um thank you adit ji thank you sunanda ji it was an amazing conversation i had amazing yeah. time here thank absolutely thank, thank you, you so much and we look forward uh, we to look forward to doing this again soon and good luck with uh, uh, your future endeavors so, thank you thank, uh, you. thank, thank you. you thank you bye, bye.